name's Maya DiGiorgio, and I'm sorry, I'm running late. I just came from a march, so I was a little bit excited. It was a Black Lives Matter uh, Juneteenth event. And it, was, it was very strange for me, because uh, all of my white friends, and, and if you're tuning in, you think I'm white. I'm actually not. I'm just kind of Sinbad yellow. I've always been kind of caught in the middle of everybody's cultures. I'm half Italian as well. But anyway, it was an interesting week, because it's Juneteenth, and all of my white friends decided to uh, come, up, come in and say very orderly, like, uh, happy Juneteenth. I just wanted to welcome you to Juneteenth and let you know how wonderful Juneteenth is. At this point, I felt like I should take advantage and just be like, uh, you know, your tradition is to bring barbecue for free. Give me something. That's all I was. That was my joke for today. I know I'm, I'm, this is the worst. You have too many friends that are comedians and then nobody laughs. They just are staring at me. Um, this is, and this, and oddly, I call this group my favorite people, which, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to talk about me for a week. All right. So anyway, um, this is our, what, fourth episode of My Favorite People uh, with my group of My Favorite People. If you're looking uh, at the video, you will see uh, Heather McConnell. You will see Masavia Greer. You'll see Pam Bobby. Green. You will be seeing Mike George and um, a very, very special, wonderful comedian that I've known forever. Uh, funny as hell. Always wanted to be as funny as him. I came from DC. I met him in New York, but he is definitely a comedy legend. We have DC Benny on with us DC. today. DC. Hey, DC. Hey. 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 Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> DC. First, are you? Um, how's the Corona going with you in Long Island? Are you? Are you in Long Island? Did you choose to go to Long Island? To uh, out of Brooklyn. You know what happened is we were getting ready to move out of Brooklyn. Okay. Nothing to do with the corona. The corona hit. Uh, we had to get out within X amount of time. And we just, we, it just happened. It wasn't we were fleeing from it. We just happened out here. And it, 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 to, to get out here, we got out here. It's nice, man. It's like beaches and, and vineyards <laughs> and, shit, and people say hi. And I can leave my bike out and it doesn't get stolen. Wow. <laughs> That's not Brooklyn. man. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, so, yeah, we just ended out here and, I'm, and it's, it's, uh, there's a, the Corona's out here. There's, everybody got the masks, but you have a little space, a little space. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a different, kind of a different deal. And then they got the like local little laws that and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. So they kind of make it up as they go along. And this is closed and this is open and this is open, this is closed. And, <laughs> but the space, you know. I'm kind it's of a, finding it humorous because yeah. because the line of what's open or not depends on if you're a Republican or a Democrat. That's what's bizarre <laughs> to me. It's like God, they're Republicans, so you're allowed to go over there, but they're Democrats, so you're not allowed to go. You know, the no, we've got off into that now. It's it's really like that right now. It's it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm I find that very strange. Just guys who feel like they don't have to wear a mask, and guys who. Oh my God, it's 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 insane. I just, yeah. you know, how do you yeah. make that funny, guys? Can you can you? Can you... Anything, anything that's prophetic <laughs> is easy to be funny. He just made it funny. He just made it funny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mike's been out. Mike's been out doing funny. Right? Mike's been out. You've been out a lot more the last week. With Me? You. Yeah, I have. But I'm scared as hell because uh -huh. I'm a Democrat. So uh, I uh, believe it's real. No, I'm kidding. I think that, um, yeah, I've been out more, and it's funny. I was in Newport 
um, which is truly believe does not, it's like they've just decided that it's over. Like whether it's over or not, for them it's over. So they don't. They started uh, for them. Yeah, there was. They they took out the. I mean, now California's back, but you you they, there were like no mass rules. Restaurants were packed. Um, I was out there. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was like really like they just don't. People are hugging and whatever, and they're just like, yeah, it's just it's not. We, we're over. We've decided. It's like they have a choice, you know, like like there's an ideology behind it. It's not a mother nature doing whatever the hell it wants. It's like up to them. So they've declared it was over. But I think now um, the cases are going up. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, I heard. Is that true? L.A.'s uh, the cases are going up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. Not as bad as Arizona and Florida, apparently. But well, Florida, I mean, come on. Jesus. They were partying. They never stopped. They never yeah. stopped. Yeah. They never stoped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, DC, are you doing any comedy? Have you done any Zoom comedy shows? Or is it I, you know, it's um, it's great hearing Mike talk about it or whatever. I haven't been on stage. Last time was at the Strip, like a late show at the Strip. There was 30 people. I'm like, this COVID stuff is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was it. And then everything shut down. I haven't done, I've just done some Zoom stuff. Really just Zoom stuff. I haven't done, I haven't been back on stage and it's weird. You know, you, you guys all know, it just feels, it's, it's so weird to have that uh, uh, separation and, and what's it going to be like when you go back and all, I mean, you know, I can't remember anything. I don't know what, I had an act, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you into bringing your own mic places? I mean, I would, do, listen, I'll do it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I've been doing these just like little videos and posting them online. So it feels like I'm doing something, you know, but it's like I'm Rupert Pupkin in the basement with the cardboard <laughs> cut out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just do these little right. Lines to do something, you know what I mean? All right. All right. Yeah. Have you been writing anything? Though? Turning into Rupert Pumpkin. Trying, but it's, I've been trying. Have you guys been writing a lot? Have you guys, you know, been what have you guys been doing performance wise and stuff? I'm, I'm fascinated to know. Um, I've been, I've been over like uh, laugh factory does some live streams. So I've been doing some live stream comedy, which has been really, you know, when you're pushed without an audience, I, I actually like it a little bit better because you don't have to worry about anybody's attitude in the audience. You can just do what you <laughs> intend to do. And you don't have, it's like, you don't have your friends judging you. You don't have like, uh, you know, the, a fellow comics giving you a, calling you a hack uh, <laughs> you know, people with their arms folded pissed off you don't have to worry about if they're going to like it or not like it so for me uh, I'm kind of enjoying the freedom and the strange thing is Benny like if you do like if you got like you know a longer bit where it feels weird tag 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 sometimes it doesn't feel organic you know and and and, and comics will be like oh that's just a hacky big bit meanwhile you know it's a well-structured bit that any great comic back in the day would use it actually works great now. It actually works. That's Pam's dog. I know. I'm going to go put him away. Give me a second. I can't take him. Pam's My dog. dog has asthma. I'm sorry. He's dying. Uh, Pam, he, dying. Well, he, he, he might be in trouble out there, huh, with Corona. Yeah. He's in trouble. Yeah, you got to watch that. Corona might get him. And then he's really <laughs> oh, out of here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they say some people's animals. I, they, there was a cat who had Corona and a Right, a, a, and a, a tiger. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, yeah that's no, right. there was a tiger. There was a zoo at, at the zoo. A tiger got corona. It was the Bronx real thing. It sounds like I'm making it. Up. Oh, you're the right. Bronx. The Bronx Zoo. Right. Yeah. The Bronx Zoo. Yeah. They I were testing the animals and not the people. Exactly. Thank uh, you. Somebody gave it to yeah. them. That's what it was. 
Yeah. Or, or, from a listening. One second. Evening. I got to go off camera. You know, minute. it's so funny. Speaking of Juneteenth, mm-hmm. I, the, the biggest thing for me, it's never been talked about all these years. Yeah. And, and just this year, I'm like, okay. Because, you know, I have a, my, my family, you know, they're into politics. And, and I'm like, you guys are jumping on the bandwagon. First of all, no one was ever talking about this for the past 10 years. So why do I have to put that on my Facebook page? I don't have to put Juneteenth on my face because I'm black. I don't feel like, I don't feel, I don't want to be pressured either. I don't want to talk about it. It just, I, I never knew about it until now. I mean, honestly, I, I'm ashamed Did to say you- you didn't, didn't know about Juneteenth? Okay. I good. did not, no. I, I mean, I because, you know, the first time I heard about it was um, that HBO series uh, that came out, Watchmen, and it opened with it oh, in 1920. Watchmen. And I was like, is that a real thing? So I, I read about it. So I didn't, I mean, I'm using the excuse of also being a Canadian. So I have that. So well, Canadians do read, though. Sure. I, know, I know you know. Uh, it's true. Them. That's where I'm going. I'm using the reading, but I didn't have to know about it. <laughs> But uh, but then I was reading about it, and uh, I mean, it, it, there was a story today that came out in the New York Times that explains everything that happened, and it's it's really it's crazy. I mean, it's it was a big deal. I mean, it was it was a thousand homes they burned, no more, nine thousand. I mean, it's like it was. Well, like we're a talking lot about of, the Oklahoma Wall Street. No, I know about that. I'm talking about the Juneteenth, oh, oh, the right, meaning right. of Juneteenth. Sorry, I'm sorry. The you know, the emancipation where it was two years they didn't know, and it two took. Years yeah. Yeah. So at 1865, right? Yeah. So yes. that, yeah. Yeah. So I know I knew about the Black Wall Street. I mean, hell. That, I, that's the one story. Yeah, I, 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 oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's historical. It is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I derail. I didn't mean to derail your Juneteenth. I'm sorry. I took it into the Black Wall Street. No, I mean, but, I, um, I'm embarrassed. I would be embarrassed yeah. not to know about the Black Wall Street, but the Juneteenth, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole nother. Right, no, I mean, right, right. I, I honestly, Juneteenth, I've heard about it, but I never really understood it until now. So it's like right. we never, I, so everything that's happening is bringing up a lot of different things or history, historical events that happened dealing with slavery and all of those things now. Right. Before, it's so that's like they're cramming everything on now. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, right. let's, let's cram it all in. Oh, shit, sorry. Let's, let's, put, let's yeah, put it all in. Yeah. Do you... It's interesting. I mean, not to get into this, you know, but it's like, why for you? I just out of curiosity, does it feel pressure? You know, like, why do you feel pressured now? Because does it feel false? You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, this is important when it wasn't? Well, I've been a black man for 40 something years, right? So, <laughs> I, and I know about the cops. I've been pulled over before. I just keep living, but I never, I right. mean, police brutality is bad, but I, and, and I do have a father that was a civil rights activist, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have to march. I can do something in other ways. That's all. So, I mean, if I have some relatives that are marching and they're like, why aren't you out marching? I'm like, well, first of all, there's Corona outside and then there's all these other things, but I do have a, a personal stake in it and as a black man, but I don't feel like mm-hmm. I have to, you know, do all the the things to prove that I'm a black man, but I always feel this pressure from, you know, people who sure. in the district or in other places and they may have political views. I really don't, I just don't get into it. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What about I mean, I, 
What about the pancakes? What do you guys think about? <laughs> we're talk about some deep shit here. I'm just, what do you think about the pancakes? <laughs> it's your mama. Oh, the pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the pancakes. The pancakes and the cream of wheat. Yeah. The cream of no, wheat. I never, I never even Ben's. seen. Oh yeah, they Uncle got rid Ben's. of Uncle Ben's. Uncle yeah. Ben's. Yeah. Uncle Ben's. I never even heard of the cream of wheat one. I'd never seen that. Cream one. of wheat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I never wheat. seen that. Too. That's. Yeah. Ain't your mama's a big deal because we and it's not even real syrup. That's like uh, no. corn syrup. But that's that's just corn syrup. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, finally. I mean, damn, they waited this long to do this shit. I yeah. mean, like, all the people that could have gone on a pancake batter. Yeah. They could have. I mean, I can't. Now, I'm a Redskins fan because I grew up in D.C. You know, D.C. But at the same time, like, I can't, I have to look at it differently now. You know, like. Right. I mean, should they change the Redskins? I mean, is that that's what do you think, DC? Would you change the Redskins? I, I feel like I don't know some of this stuff. It's I feel like it's offensive, but it's in a way important to keep so we remember how offensive we were, you know, and how how things were and how they don't really change. I don't, I don't know. It's 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 like some like you're talking about this Juneteenth and nobody knew about it or a lot of people didn't know about it. If you you know, it's it's. <sighs> It's good to know that this existed, that this, that people are, were like this and making. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, otherwise for, we forget the, about it, right? But, like, but that's the whole argument for the statues, you know, all the civil, that's, that's, uh, um, DC, I'm uh, by no means putting you in this category, but they were, they were saying for people who, um, believe that we should maintain all the civil, uh, civil war heroes, the, uh, Confederate civil war heroes, the big Republican sort of line they're walking is, well, it's our history. But, you know, and I know, like, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one, right? Yeah, but there's, like, there's having a statue to somebody who's, who's, it, that's honoring them as opposed to having the statue, in a sense, with the explanation of what they did and the wrongs right, that, that were done. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's oh, different ways to have, sure. like, if they were to amend the statues in a sense where it was like, no, this is what. Yeah, well, that uh, was another right. thing, like, like uh, Gone with the Wind, they're like, we got to get that off HBO. Right? Oh, that's because ridiculous. Hattie McDaniels got the f first uh, Oscar ever. She's somebody who should have had, you know, we have to honor her. And this was part of the history in that, that I think right. that they should have left that, they had to leave that alone. She, she, the sacrifice she had to make is. Yeah, I felt like they shouldn't have taken Gone with the Wind off, honestly. Yeah, no, that's, that one's way wrong. Well, because yeah. I do know that's getting into the history. They should hire some <laughs> black people and ask them. Right. They, <laughs> they're they're so like afraid not to do something. They're doing everything. That's what it is. They're so <laughs> afraid get rid not of everything. To. <laughs> everything. Let's just get rid of everything. We messed up. We did a bad thing. Shame on us. Let's change everything. It's too late. Yeah. 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 Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Okay. We, we know what happened. Right. Whether you give us the day or not. Right. So what? Right. Yeah, it's not gonna make a difference. Just equal. Right, let's make equal pay. Yeah, it's not gonna make you a difference. Make things. But it is the pain that we went through. Come on, it's, it's kind of like I'm a distraction. I'm so sick of it. I'm over it already. It's a, it's a, it's like a distraction of like right. we're not gonna change yeah. the policing, but yeah, we're, let's uh, change. Here we go. June get rid of Aunt Jemima. Right, in one week it's a holiday. We could go. You know nothing about it. Now it's a holiday. Celebrate. Hey. Hey, hey DC, you. you got any impressions of uh, Trump yet? Or did you have you been working? Can I do impressions? No, I'm not. You were always you know, good with. I'm 
like me? Why me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just. I, I just want to see who really destroys with doing a Trump. And I haven't seen one. You got to see uh, who Godfrey and uh, what's his name? Uh, Bob the Bono does. Oh, Bob, Bob the Bono. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Great one. You know, I, I tend to try and do characters of people that I like. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't like them, I don't want to replicate them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's too much of a Moretti, basically. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Well, I like I like that you brought up the pancake thing. I know it's it's a very it's been an interesting interesting holiday. And I was saying to my friends too that that it's uh, until Trump pissed everybody off by trying to do. <laughs> Juneteenth for his rally in Tulsa of all places. Oh my God! It's, it's tomorrow, right? He's it's I tomorrow. He yeah, yeah. He's actually tomorrow. following through on it, right? Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moved it. He said he did it as a favor, though, to make <laughs> Juneteenth large because now it's the biggest thing ever. Not because he was <laughs> right in the middle of the Tulsa thing on top of it to do it in Tulsa. So this guy's, uh, yeah, piece of work. Do you his, like, I'm a, like, yeah. his, his base is weakening, like with all this stuff that's going on like that the youth is kind of rising up a little bit and whatever do you, i mean not to make turn this into politics you know all we need is gnome here at this the cell whatever but it, <laughs> do, you, do you guys feel like i don't know because i i really don't watch a lot of political stuff i don't watch a lot of this stuff but I, i'm wondering with all this shit going on if it feels like he had this kind of blind stranglehold on stuff and now it might be loosening. Does it feel like that, or am I not perceiving? I think I think he I is think losing so. a little bit. I no, think I, he I I'm think he is finding himself in a weaker position, and so yeah, he has to. He's getting scared. It's like a rat being backed into the corner. You know? But I, I will say his his people are still being his people are still they, being. Um, they're still his people. Him. Yeah, because I, I'm noticing that. Um, what we had with uh, just online, I just posted about Juneteenth and somebody said, we need that like we need another Secretary's Day. And then somebody else, yeah, there's a- Yeah, I saw that. There's a another bunch of- Another Secretary's Day. Yeah. Like like a flag day, like saying it's a, like a nothing thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. she, that yeah. was one person wrote to me. And then I have, I have another guy um, that I work for who runs uh, a bunch of shows and he's just, he's just like, everything's a lie. This bolt stuff, another try, another attempted takedown. Like, like I know. racism is made up. The whole thing yeah. is made up. Yeah. Someone told me that the George Floyd thing was made up. Um, I, I hear made up. Yeah, no, yeah. it's for real. I, someone told me that it was made up. That it was all a conspiracy. So who made the tape? Like what? And they're actors. And George Floyd is still alive. Yeah. Wow. I never heard yeah. that. Wow. That's fucked up. Well, yeah. Just like Tupac still alive. They sent yeah. me a video on it. There's a school of people that think that that cop is not a real cop. That it was an yeah. act. You know, whatever. They're part of like the Freemasons, and they're all actors. Oh my god! So, like, is it going to go the trial? They're going to have the fake trial. He's going to go to fake prison. Yeah. And then, and then, like the nine eleven, they're going to show photos of nine eleven and him like pulling the switch. Like, he was a part of that. It was all inside. It's like fucking crazy, right? So you guys get material right here. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Right. You have a lot to work with. No, but the thing about it, like, there's a whole thing about liberal conspiracy. They liberals started, which is like, there's like, there's a team but like started the coronavirus. And then it's like, so they infected the world. Like not just <laughs> like a town or the world. Like, like the, the entire, entire world fucking world. Like entire every world. corner of earth, including, except Antarctica, to get <laughs> Trump out of office. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like, that's some powerful people. If you're that powerful, 
then like you know you don't need to like infect a world I mean, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's, yeah, if you're that, but that's the thing. If you're so good that you can fake a George Floyd, like that's you know you can somehow do that. You can infect the thing. Like you'd be, you'd think that people of that caliber could easily do whatever the hell they want, which is include get rid of this guy in five seconds. But no, there he is. He's still going, having his special day in Tulsa. You know, isn't it? Isn't that right around? This is why, like, they talked about Black Wall Street. Isn't this tied into also what's like this month yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah. And pulses where it happened. I mean, is that oh, an man. accident? Is yeah, that an accident? It's, it's crazy. I, I mean, I don't know how. I, I don't know, man. This guy is the strangest. I mean, it's the weirdest time. I, I mean, the way I see things. I, I don't right. know. I, it's like uh, in, in our history. I mean, this guy coming into office, he's really giving, giving everybody a wake up. I think he's actually brought more people together, to be honest with you. I completely agree with you. I think people are more together than ever yeah. than before. Uh, Look, yeah, I agree. Like, what if he did office. the same? Yeah, and he, if he did the same thing, but he didn't use Twitter. What if he was subtle? What if he didn't tell you to drink bleach? What if he didn't, like, say crazy shit, but still did the same stuff? He'd be far more dangerous. They need he's it. dangerous anyway, but luckily he says stuff that's so stupid that it's something to rally around. You well, know. that's why I love, I, I love that he was given, when he, he took over the Corona updates, the CDC updates that we weren't mm. allowed to have because he wanted the stage time. So they just didn't right. let him off because I'm- Oh, he was upset just, with Fauci. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fauci, yeah. <laughs> Fauci upstaged him. I he's know, like, he he's getting like too much stage time. What is this? There's a pandemic yep. and this- <laughs> That hole's taking all my. <laughs> every time, every time he talks and he gets off that mic to let someone else talk, watch his arms. He's like a comedian that's like, man, I should have said that. Oh, I could have had that. Like his arms do this. His arms are always moving. You just watch him. Like, why are they giving him like so much something else to fight? Yeah. A jealous comic that gets like asked, like, you've gone on too long. You ran the light, and he's like, this guy sucks. You remember Malcolm X? He's like, Malcolm's getting too much stage time. God yeah, and that he sucks. And he's, and he's like, that's why he keeps coming in. Someone's like, well, this is very dangerous. And all these people are dying. And then he, he gets up there like, no, no. Like, like he's changing like the routine. Like, he, this guy sucks. He's supposed to get up there. And he's supposed to say that everything's great. And that I'm great. And it's about three minutes. And no one has said that I'm great. And so he has to like jump back on the mic. He's like, a, you ever have a, who is the hoggiest comedy host that we ever had that oh, <laughs> just wow. let a comic go had to run oh, in and like oh oh um <laughs> oh god let me tell you who used to do so much stage time god damn in between each set the comics would be like damn i gotta get to my next spot come on <laughs> make the list out it's gonna be like <laughs> biblical <laughs> <laughs> They do 20 what, minutes in between each act. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> question. I got a question. Your bit. You guys, has anybody, okay, black people, has any, has, have white people, your white friends come up and done like just a random check in that have, has been a, like my wife, you know, uh, you guys think black. And she all of a sudden has these white friends checking in, like, are we good? Are we, <laughs> are we good? Are we still, are we still friends? I have that. I had that. Yeah. Yeah, I have some friends that are saying that I'm not speaking to them, not because they're obnoxious and I'm trying to shake them, but I'm not speaking to them because they're white and now I'm, I'm cutting them off, which is funny because it, it gets, when white people look at me and all of a sudden they, 
they, I, I've turned super brown to them. And, uh, and I'm like the priest for white guilt. And then they come over and want to confess something and, and accuse me of reverse racist. I'm being rever I'm making them uncomfortable because I'm reverse racist. Hey, DC, you know, I didn't know you were, you know, I never knew you were white, DC. I always thought you were a light-skinned black man. <laughs> really? I thought DC was a light-skinned black man all this time. I'm sorry. I can't think I was Tony Woods, shorty. <laughs> <laughs> shorty. <laughs> Now, I was just curious because I, I, I sort of meant it like there's this subtle check-in that's happened where uh, uh, that I, my wife has been telling me about where her friends, call, where she's sort of the pipeline, the sort of intermediary, the in-between to like, uh, uh, you know, they to the, the guilt or the, or what, what, are, what are we supposed to do? Or like, how, how are we, you know, how is our relationship changed in any way or whatever? And she's like, we're cool. You know, everything's, you know, you never did any shit to me. We're, we're cool. So I'm just curious if that's a thing that has happened with other people. Like this. Yeah, this yeah it has. I have a friend, Brian. He's uh, afraid to talk to me, actually. Uh-huh. Because he's a Republican. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a Trump supporter. And we argued before he won. And ever since he we talked a little bit afterwards. Now we just, I, I don't even, and really? he, he, he uh, sent something to me on Facebook. He's like, I miss you, buddy. You know, on Facebook. And I, and I was like, I didn't respond yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Facebook friendships. <laughs> like, I miss you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everything good. I have my dad, my dad's, one of my dad's friends, uh, they're really Italian and uh, living in Boca and they talk like this and, they, you know, the guy, the guy gets on, he gave me a whole, oh, this is, this is uh, a risk, resisting arrest. Meanwhile, a woman's face is being pounded into the ground. She was resisting arrest. I was like, oh, gotta go. Sorry. I've seen okay. some of those Facebook posts on your, I'm like, oh, this this is my this duality here. There's this part of the family. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, and then there's this, so we, there's some battles that go on on yeah. the comment section of your, I mean, that's like a, a little civil war right there, you know? My life is the civil war. I'm like, I like I'm, I'm in the middle of it, but they, because the thing is the Italians are, are also sexist. So they just look at me as though I'm confused because I'm a, a female as well. So they're like, no, you're just confused. <laughs> right. So are, are they Republican on that side? Actually, your... my, my, my immediate family of, of the Italians, uh, my father and all of his brothers and cousins and every, they're all uh, Democrats, hardcore Democrats. Right. Uh, actually, my the black side was Republicans up until, you know, the last, you know, 20 years. <laughs> So that was also, that was also, wow. yeah, I got like back and forth, but now it's all, I don't have to worry about having to go and fight uh, immediate family, but right so, outside the circle, we, we, you know, and they don't know what we are. So they'll go up and say stuff to my father all the time. He moved out to Southwest Florida, which is the home of the tea party. And all of his friends just come in there and say all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, yeah. And yeah, it's so amazing how like just being like Republican or Democrat now, it's like draws a line in the sand. Uh, it's so Jesus crazy. Christ. Like you, it's like literally someone says, oh, I'm this. And it, you just you're you shift, you know, so much of you're like, oh, I, you know, 
you put all this baggage on them, which, you know, right now, I don't know what else to do. I mean, you know, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's gotten so crazy. I don't know. Well, and, you know when you know people complain about Obama being in office, you know, uh, more Republicans, but I bet now people are like, wow, okay, they thought it was bad, but look at this. Oh, like, yeah. Like, well, the people, okay. yeah. The independents, for sure. Yeah, I'm it's sure, hard like, to believe anyone's independent. How do you not have a choice by this time? Like, <laughs> you, but how are you on the fence now? Like, what do you got? I just, ah, I don't yeah, know. Drink. It's hard. It's hard. Heather's got a lot of family that are Republicans, and then she's it, she's like the go between, and 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 then you can kind of see who's sneaking over on the uh, on the like uh, uh, the almost a Democrat underground railroad check in news on the other side. Like, you know, she's got some family members that are starting to like, well, I. I did sneak over and watch some Rachel Maddow. And then everyone else was like, oh, Rachel Maddow? That's yeah. like barking of, of hell. But how are you right. up as, as the only, are any of your family members leaning outside of like, you know, your dad and stuff? Who are you talking to? Heather. Oh, you're talking oh, Heather. to Heather? You're talking okay. to Mike. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I, sort of I was like, yeah. no, they're all in I was camp. like, um, <laughs> no, I think, no, my, my family, it's, it's odd. It's, you know, when I was, became an adult, I suddenly realized how conservative every adult I was raised around is, and all of their kids, all of us are incredibly liberal, borderline like progressive and liberal, um, and all of our parents are incredibly conservative. Um, they don't all like Trump, a lot of them don't like Trump at all. Um, but they were, uh, I, there's no way in hell I'm gonna vote for Hillary. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and now I think I can't vote for Hillary. Yeah, there was no way they were going to vote for Hillary. Um, yeah, but and now I, I don't know. I think they don't want to. I think most of them still they don't like Trump. I, a lot of them have told me they don't like Trump. But they certainly They're don't my, like Biden. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just hoping that Biden uh, keeps his mouth shut and that all of the not, not doing all the defense. kids that refused to vote last time will vote this time. Look, Joe, Joe is like an uncle. He's like a loose a loose uncle you just never That's noticed. what I feel like. He's like a yeah. drunk he's like your drunk uncle that you hang out in the bar that says crazy shit and he, you know, and you know who he is. Yeah, he just says crazy shit. You know? Yeah. But that's been that's what I don't understand how how everybody can stay like I said to stay to stay neutral and and not even like as New Yorkers we knew all about Trump anyway you know so hey DC you gonna bring back the Justice Patrol? What's the Justice Patrol? <laughs> These random questions, man. <laughs> oh man, you know uh, the, fu uh, the fundamentalist uh, uh, cop, the Islamic cop and the. Uh, well, that guy, you know, I had, I, you know, that guy is the great Habibi. I, I had been doing him on stage as a character, uh, and just I would come on as that guy. You know, he was a uh, angry Middle Eastern comic, and it was like me and Hood, that guy Hood, who really was yeah. a Middle Eastern comic, and uh, uh, I did it until around nine eleven, and then after that, but people believed that was that dude. You know, they always <laughs> Arabic in the Over here, you know, this is one, you know, used to kill me, man. 
but I finally put a story together about that character, man. Like, you know, doing it. it was it was you couldn't do that shit now. You could I not. know uh, after yeah. nine after <laughs> yeah, it was so sensitive. I think right. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that was what was great about you know uh, some of you guys I know obviously, and some of you guys I don't. But the guys I know, you know, we are a big bonding period was at the Boston Comedy Club in the Village. Yeah. And uh, Masavi was managing it, and Maya was coming through, and you know it was just a, 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 an explosive period of time comedically in in, yeah. in New York. It was it was great, and it was everybody was experimenting, and it wasn't it was a no holds barred time. It and was it was great. I it was remember the best that, time. You know? It was, it was just, just that remember God. Everybody else had to keep you on parameters, but there was like the. You could do anything. It was crazy. And I love the way comics would just make fun of each other afterwards, you know, hang out, bust each other's balls. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. I remember uh, Patrice made Ian Edwards almost cry one time <laughs> <laughs> because they were outside. Yeah, I mean, they were going hard. It was like Rich Voss, uh, Ian Edwards, Patrice, Keith Robinson. And they got real personal. It was like, oh, shit, somebody's going to start fighting too. But it was it was just it was hysterical, and it was like uh, Ian would call Patrice fat, and Patrice would go, "Well, yeah, I'm fat. I know. Okay, you got anything else?" And 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 it was just like you couldn't. It was just brutal, but it was so fucking funny. I just that was the best time for comedy to me. I mean, when I look at it, I think some of the best comedians came out of the Boston and in that period of time. You know. I, that's why I always reflect back to the comics from that, because they were just the funniest and still are, you know, no holds barred, like stand up wise, you guys I, are the best. I think a lot of it too was also the environment that people are supportive of each other, because even like every person that I might have been aggravated or upset or said something crazy, they really, you know, you they were in your corner. So you'd have highs with, you know, and then you can, they can have your back the next day it was just it and i don't think i think there's a lack of, of camaraderie between comedians you know I was just, i've seen some fights with comics now about jokes i i saw uh drew frazier get knocked out by uh almost knocked out by uh dog face you know i don't know if you remember dog face. i remember dog face yeah you remember dog face yeah yeah yes. and uh and uh he one passed day away 9/11. yeah yeah he he was in the building he was an engineer oh wow and uh but he would do sunday it's black sunday and one day, him and Drew were downstairs, and he said, "That's my motherfucking joke, motherfucker." And I remember, like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" I had to run. Down. <laughs> they were like, "Get down there, Mo. They about something, something about to jump off." And and I and when I get down there, I hear this, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I see Drew Frazier falls, ah, boom, on the floor. Are you serious? Wow. I'm, I'm not kidding. Wow. And. and <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I was like, oh shit. So everybody was grabbing somebody and 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 uh so Drew ran out and he went and got somebody who's uh he came back with his brother and it was just like, oh shit. Are you serious? Yeah, it, oh it was crazy. I was like, wow. And this was over and I found out it was over a joke. <laughs> stealing stealing You were there on the Tracy Morgan Todd Lynn night. Yes. Uh, and Tracy yeah. came running at me. Yeah, well Tracy <laughs> Todd Lynn, Todd Lynn on stage. For those of you who didn't know Todd Lynn, Todd Lynn, very funny. A lot of people did not like Todd because Todd was did not censor anything he said. To any, he was always telling people they sucked and this and that, and a lot of people had a hard time with it. But he had a, 
one of his arms was smaller than, you know, it had a smaller, it was, it just, I don't it's know what arm. they think. <laughs> it was a smaller arm. Really well, he would hide it. He'd hold the mic. With All one. those years, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it either. And then, so one night he's on stage at the Boston and Tracy comes in, Tracy's shit face drunk. <laughs> he comes in, he's like, Todd lit on stage. Todd lit on stage with that little arm. And he kept talking about the little arm. He's screaming over, over the crowd. And then Sabi came like, all right, hey, hey, you can't, Tracy, uh, man, you can't start screaming about the little arm and everything. You got to go. You got to go. The little fucking arm. And Todd's like, fuck you, Bubba. And, and Sabi got him out. And then about 10 minutes later, Tracy came back in. That's right. <laughs> he was crying. He's like, I'm sorry about the little arm. Sorry about the little arm. Little arm. <laughs> and I'm get him out again and be like, "Stop crying, man! You gotta go out. You're making him pull out. You gotta go." I'm sorry about that little arm. <laughs> oh. That's right. He did come back. He was so upset. He felt bad because I was like, oh, "You can't talk about Todd's arm like that on stage." I said, come on, give him a break. That's why <laughs> Pam used to snap on Mike Epps and make Mike Epps cry up at Uptown Comedy Club. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Wow. Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> we got to hear about that. He, so he used to cry all the time. He was a crybaby. He was a big really? crybaby. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Like, you you got to tell us about this. You holding out. Come on now. I was new in comedy. I was a street girl, street kid. He was a new kid coming from Indiana, a little church boy, and I let him have it. <laughs> They was rough on females I got up there. They was rough on us. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned how to snap. Of course, of them. Was it, Mon- them was it in Montreal Ivy that started the Uptown? Montreal Ivy? Was that his name? Brown Brothers. Andre, oh, Andre Brown and Brothers? Kevin started it, but Montreal, he was the host sometimes. Oh, okay. I thought he started it. It was, the, it no. was Kevin. It was Kevin, the Brown right? Brothers and then Miss Brown. The yeah. Pam, move your camera up. You can't see your oh. lovely face. I'm just looking at your boobs. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so it was the Brown Brothers. I got you. Yeah. Okay. That's how I learned to be okay. funny. And they used to go on air, right? They went on air for yeah. a while, right? Yeah, they the Uptown Comedy Club that, show. Yeah. yeah. Did and, guys and get paid for that? that? That was Def Jam. Bob Sumner stole the the And he took they, it to took it to Andre Fell said. Russell Simmons came uptown and took his whole story and idea wow. and wow. made Def Comedy Jam and made it so big. Yeah. Wow. I could big believe I, I could see that totally. Yep. Big wow. thing with that. Because they were on TV for a while uptown. Yeah. Right? They used to do yep. all the guys used to do sketches and God, I could see that. Yeah, and that was Rob way before Def Jam. Remember Rob Magnotti? Yeah. And Flex hosted and, and Flex, yeah. Then we had yes, a curl in the door, Flex. remember? And yeah. Maceo was Caribbean back then. Maceo was just straight Caribbean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we have um, Fowler. <laughs> Rhonda yeah. Fowler. Rhonda Fowler. Yeah, Rhonda Fowler, yeah. Tracy Morgan, Rhonda Fowler. Hey. Uh, yeah, Kerwin. Yeah. Tracy Morgan and Flex. And there was another skinny uh, uh, kid. It was another skinny guy, too. Uh, uh, God, he had braids. He was always... No, it wasn't... Guess- uh, it was Flex and Kerwin. That was, that was Flex. Flex, okay. Flex. Flex. Yeah, Flex was real skinny. Flex. 
he was like, he's in um, LA. He's married to um, Shanice. I like your smile. Okay. okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did he, yeah, did he ever really do stand up? Was he really ever a real comedian or was he just I think, doing I it? think he was a real comedian. I remember doing, yeah. uh, now I'm going to date myself. I remember he was there when we did Friday night. Remember they used to do Friday night when it used to be Friday night videos and it turned to Friday night and they just added comics. Yeah. Did yeah. You do that? Yes, I yeah. did. I did a bunch of those Friday uh, Friday nights when it, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was like, I think Todd Lynn knocked somebody out up there too, I heard. At the with the arm? Yeah, with the arm. With the arm? Yeah. No, they said he would fake in. Maceo had a joke. He said he would fake in with the left. Oh, yeah. Come around with the right. Is the right the bigger arm? <laughs> yeah, the right was the bigger arm. But the okay. left, he would wear shirts that would cover the whole arm, right? So you didn't notice that it was a skinny arm. So it was a very thin arm. So he would wear kind of long sleeve shirts that would just show his yeah, because he of wasn't wrist. proud. It wasn't proud of his arm, unlike Chicken Wing. Because Chicken Wing, remember Chicken Wing DC? Oh, he used to wear that uh, thing. Chicken out. Wing, that was his hook right there, Chicken Wing. And he would have cute girls with him too. Yeah, because Chicken, he, chicken he, Wing. He yeah. Chicken Wing, yeah. That wing was dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> chicken Wing and dog face and. Yeah, this, this was, yeah, you know, face was man. Face. There was face man. Face yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoops. You know, this is our chocolate Sundays out there. And then we came, but it was funny because I remember when I first, um, actually, my first, one of the first times in Black Comedy Room, and I couldn't figure out, I was terrible. DC probably remembers that. I was terrible. And DC used to kill. I remember when, it, when I first went to uh, Indigo Blue, and that was when we, when I met the first you. time I met you was at Indigo Blue. Yeah, I had information on where the clubs were, but no one would let me on because I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up at the clubs? <laughs> yeah, I would show up, and then everybody would chase me off, especially Tracy Morgan. He'd tell me how terrible I was. You suck, dog. That's why I can't mess with you. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, but, but, but I'm just trying. Try this one. And then once Pam came along, everybody backed up off me. What is the best, what is the uh, craziest story that's happened that you remember, DC, down at the Boston? Oh, well, it's funny, Pam mentioned Mike Epps, because I remember when Mike Epps came to New York, and he'd go up on the Boston, he had a hunting knife in his pants. I was like, dude, this is New York, you can't walk around with a hunting knife, that is some country <laughs> shit. <laughs> Your pants in the back pocket. I mean, that's that's funny. Story, right? Yeah, it's funny. You know. hunting <laughs> knife. Uh, the Boston, oh, well, God, I mean, there's so many. There was one where, uh, oh, this was great. This was great. Uh, there was a UK tour that Barry Katz, now Barry Katz kind of put the Boston Comedy Club together. So that was his thing. And he put his clients on. And he had, yes. Chappelle, yeah. <laughs> Jim Brewer, everything. So he puts together a UK tour. He's got these English guys coming over. There's going to be an audition, a showcase for the tour. So... Uh, the week before I'd go on, I went on and there were these two Italian guys from Bensonhurst that were really loud and I was just snapping on them and people were laughing. They, they were getting mad, really, really mad. Um, and there were some words back and forth, but it was fine. So they showed up the night of the, um, of the UK showcase and they had all kinds of shit ready for me. Um, and there were the English guys in the back. And Barry was sitting with him. And he's like, man, this showcase is going to be great, man. It'll be great. <laughs> it's on fire. All the comics are on fire, man. 
and uh, you want you want a beer? And uh, in the back, and Ian Edwards went up, and he had the dreads at the time, and he said something to those two Italian guys were talking. They were being loud. They were waiting for me to lay into me, and uh, he he was kind of dealing with them, and then it just got heated. And they used the N-word. They were shouting at him. One of them spit at him. A Whoa, huge wow. fight, oh, a huge fight broke out. And Holy the doorway was blocked. Nobody could leave. It was like the Bronx table. table. We now you just can't leave. No one could leave. So we're all trapped in there. Barry Katz took the fuck off. He was gone. He was, <laughs> in the corner. He was gone. He ran down the stairs to the back. <laughs> ran down the stairs. <laughs> you later, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 fight, right? Uh, and um, eventually, the, Matt Frost was there with his flashlight. He had this big flashlight. He's I remember that. <laughs> big flashlight. Shit was crazy. The cops came, and nobody could leave this place. The place got totally busted up. The cops arrested the two Italian guys. <laughs> resumed, right? The show resumed. And I remember there was, I'll never forget this. There was a lady in the front row who had got hit in the head with a bottle, and her head was busted open. And she sat down in the front row and the bits of the bottle were everywhere. And Tony Woods went on stage and he was like, shorty, man, this is crazy. And he did like a half hour just about the fight and killed. And I just remember seeing this lady laughing with blood coming out of her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Awful comedy. Wow. <laughs> that was the essential Boston. <laughs> Jesus. Just gas on her. She's just laughing. He's like, and then the man is crazy, you know. Tony just. He's a runner. He is a runner. And the English guys, I think Tony was only one who got that tool from the. They were trapped in the back, like holy shit. I I can remember too uh, uh, Barry uh, situation with Barry one New Year's when I was uh, booking the show I don't even know if you may have worked that year but but Reggie McFadden was there Uh, so Reggie McFadden was working and Barry had promised a certain amount of money you know uh, and so he's like and so the last show ended up being really light right and so he was like, hey, man, we might not be able to pay Reggie. You might have to tell Reggie that we're not going to, I might have to pay him later. Well, why don't you go tell him? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You, 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 Reggie McFadden was a big motherfucker. I don't care how you put it. Yeah. He was a football, he was an ex-football player. Uh-huh. So, and I, and I remember Reggie not being in a good mood with Barry anyway. Just, I remember he was just like, I can't fucking stand this motherfucker. I'm going to do this because I, I need the money, you know? It was like, he, and so I, I went outside. I was like, hey, Reggie, can I just talk to you for a minute? And he was like, what's up? And he was looking at me. What's, what's going on? And I said, uh, Barry was told <laughs> yeah. me to tell you. Yeah. Boom, 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 you know, that. and he was like, what the fuck you talking about? He said, where's Barry at? Let me talk to this mother. You know what? We went inside. Barry was gone. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's a runner. Gone. gone. So I gave Barry the money, and I didn't have the money to pay Reggie because Barry took the money 
and he was gone. So Reggie was looking at me like, I want my motherfucker, I'm gonna fuck somebody up. What did I see, bro? I'm gonna fuck. And I was like, oh my God. And Reggie's a big dude, have you? He will hit you. He will fuck, because he was pissed. He was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm not on Barry's team. I just work at the Boston. I got nothing to do with this. <laughs> and I just remember that. I was like, damn, this dude is fucking horrible. He will leave. He will never have your back. He will fucking leave you hanging. He will leave you fucking hanging. Jesus. I talked to him recently. He told me, no one's going to work with you, Maya. You need to quit. It's done for. Just stop. Did <laughs> like, he really? Yeah, he told me that about like this time last year. <laughs> Did he tell you that really? Something you always like that. say that though. Barry's a yeah. Well, he was my manager. I fired him two times, but he was my manager before. But well, yeah, DC he, didn't. He, DC didn't he take. I mean, we don't have to say. You don't have to tell us if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he did take from the pouch, didn't he? Oh yeah, you know uh, that, his producers' fees. His producers' <laughs> fees, the double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> and then the colleges, you would go to get paid for your colleges. Hey man, the school hasn't sent the check, man. So you gotta wait. We told the school we sent that check two weeks ago. What happened to the check? Man, <laughs> let me check with accounting. You know. <laughs> and then he bought a Lamborghini on the. It wasn't a real Lamborghini. It was just a yeah. shell. Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's the could you know that he got his teeth done on Jason's credit card and Jason's mother had to call because Jason Steinberg he took Jason Steinberg's credit card and got his teeth done. Well you <laughs> and, and Jason's supposed to be his employee and Jason's like, I don't know what to do. I'm mad at him and then like and then I got it from Tony Woods' mother who called up. She's like, Did you know she did uh, well, I tell you what, though, I heard the biggest story that wow. Tracy got Barry back when he got all his teeth fixed and then quit. Like, whatever. He he took whatever he yeah. had all. Some Something. It was a story like that. I think, Maureen. I don't know. Because I, I was working with Barry at that time in the office. And I remember Tracy did something where he just, he didn't resign with Barry. He was like, fuck you. I'm out. Um, mm. But that I can't was a, remember. Was that the SNL time? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I had to, he, I had to do an SNL audition and I had just left the management company. So I was at the comic strip and everybody was there. I mean, from Bernie Brillstein to like the, everybody was there. And I'm about to go every time I go to do a joke, Barry's girlfriend, remember, remember Barry's girlfriend, Jessica, that would show up places in the red, the white, blonde, and the blonde. yeah. Yeah, yes. she's a blonde and she'd always just show up in places with like a random bikini in New York at the club at night. So she goes up and he's like, incredible, man. What am I going to do? Look at her in the bikini. And so, <laughs> so she sat and like, I'm doing this SNL audition. I'm nervous as hell. And every time I open my mouth and do a joke, she would scream, Woo, Maya! <laughs> and now I'm trying to go into my bits every single bit. I finally got the bit off at the end before anyone could laugh. Woo, Maya! But I was like, it was your turn. I was on the audition with Tracy. Tracy got it. I almost said, because I had just left Barry. Crash he get these? He would get the dumbest. Like he would oh get the God. dumbest. The girl, it like the, the same girl, was... and she talked like this, and she was like, she reminds me of the one, the woman from the Muppets. Yeah, you knew Barry. I love Barry. <laughs> Barry was incredible. I'm like, you just cost me a Saturday Night Live. 
thanks a lot. I couldn't get a freaking joke out the whole, it was the whole, it was, and it was like the finals. It was, they weren't even looking at women. They just asked to see me. And that, that. But, as com- like, but yeah. let me ask you this, guys, as comics though, what, do, which do you like better, LA or New York? New York. I mean, New York, LA comedy, is hell. I feel bad. Yeah. Like even Mike's Mike's a Canadian comedian who's really been you know he's been through Just for Laughs and he's got deals. So we're sitting here like how do they don't? It's almost like if you have a following, they let you on, and otherwise you're working out in open mics. So I walked into the room. I don't know if you guys remember Debbie Thame used to work for work with Jason, uh, but Debbie, Debbie actually yeah Debbie Debbie once took me to the comedy store when I was uh, kind of quit and I was scared to go back into really scared to go back into like comedy store. And I'm like, I don't understand what is going on here. Have I been, I've been gone so long. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting what's funny anymore. She's like, no, no, it's just cause they're not funny. I thought it was just me. <laughs> I lost my comedy sensibility. Uh, so you're feeling, do you feel that way too, Mike? Or is it cause you worry that it's changed or that it's just you're on a different planet? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, L.A., everything in L.A. has like, there's always something attached to it beyond just, you know, performing to perform. Everyone's trying to get a show or you know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know if New York has that as much, but it's it's always just like a stepping stone or, you know what I mean? It's no one's really focusing on like stand up. It's always about I mean, some people are obviously there's people out here who are, but you talk to anybody, they really, you know, they're all trying to get to somewhere else. So it doesn't really feel like it's like a community, you know? I mean, it is, I know like the comedy store has its own thing now with like, you know, that circle, that circle. But if you're not in that circle, it's just kind of like, I don't know, you know? New York, I- Does that even make sense? I wasn't even able to sign my stuff. (laughs) I I mean, New York York is spread out in a sense though, but I think New York is tight in a sense the comics support each other in a sense. I don't know. I feel yeah. that way. Maybe I'm wrong, DC. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I was listening. To, I haven't spent a lot of time in LA. Most of the times I've been out there, it's it's like if, if you're new in town, you can get on and it's great. But once they know you're there all the time, <laughs> then you join the ranks of all the schmucks. And it's really, unless you're one of the anointed people it's really hard right exactly yeah that's what it felt like to me i don't know in new york i feel like you can scrap for more stage time but there's that same bullshit that goes on with the politics circles yeah politics yeah yeah i think the audience is so is so much better in new york because they laugh i mean there's bits that i've done out here and and i'm like this this should work technically and then it wasn't until i got back east where people really laughed and I remember calling uh, Coco Brown and being like, what, I don't know what is going on. She's like, no, you can't test material out there because people are sometimes, if they laugh at something, that they're co-signing something, they don't want other people. And that audience is not there for the show. They're there for people to see them at the show. It's like all these different elements where it's really hard to uh, just connect. And I remember even uh, Leslie, when she was out here before she did her special, and she was, she walked into the comedy store. And she was like, what the hell is going on in here? And it kept, and it's just like, you just have to ignore it and just do what you do because it's just, you're not going to get the same, you know, cadence you can get off of constant reaction. And also people not being scared to laugh at stuff, you yeah. know, 
Here's a lot of, this is a town of transplants. So when you think you're entertaining Los Angeles, you're actually, most of these people are like, you're entertaining Kansas and Arkansas and Oklahoma that moved here. So it's more like a road room that if you were in one of those states, you would know the adjustment you'd have to do to get them because you're like, yeah. oh, I'm in this podunk town. As opposed to like, you know, I, I like to say it's like rednecks and skinny jeans <clears throat> is um, LA. Hey guys, I don't mean to say, ask this question, but it ha I shouldn't even mention this, but did anybody hear about Jeff Ross, this whole thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just oh. heard like someone texted oh. me something. Which, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I just, yeah. And I saw the picture of the girl and I'm like, we, I, we know this girl. We know her. Yeah. Somebody okay. called with the blog and I was like, oh my God. Wow. That's, wow. Been, uh, that's been percolating for a long time. And she really on Facebook with it. And she, I think got the New York times. Oh no. Wow. Article about it. it was about to blow up. And I think, you know, I don't know. It was it was getting pretty heated, but uh, I haven't heard anything lately about it. But that's the times you, do you, we all remember her at the Boston. We all I remember. Had no idea yeah. what stuff was going on because I I talked to uh, Gina, yeah, uh, who was buddies with her. Yeah, and, when uh, she was young, she was fifteen. She was fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yes. Yeah, so, wow. We filmed 15. her Heather, for the movie. Remember, we went down to shoot at the Boston, and all we got was uh, her and uh, the, the lollipop, lollipop girl. The lollipop girl. Yeah. <laughs> lollipop girl. like the lollipop girl. And Patrice <laughs> with his lollipop, and they were doing all this. They wanted to do pornographic. Loll I was just trying to get pickups. From she was film. fifteen. Yes. <gasps> she was a teenager. That's why I was complaining to Clemen. I was like, she's so young, and he's like, she's better off being with comedians because. Uh, you know, if she's with musicians, oh they don't want sex. Comedians just want attention. They just want stage time. They'll dump a girl in a heartbeat. Oh, no. Let me even say that. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, that's weird. That's horrible. That, and her parents were, her dad was there, her family was there. So it was like a really. It's a little dysfunctional, right? A family what? Dysfunctional. Wait, her family was there while she was. Oh, no, no, shit. no. She used to hang out. Have, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> Mike just went black. Mike went black. It's too much. It's too dark. It's too heavy. <laughs> what? I can't hear this anymore. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. So, all right, guys. Yeah, I was there through the whole thing, that whole time during that. We were all there during that time. Yeah, but wow. I just had no idea. You know, yeah. just had no idea that that was. Uh, Wow, you know, but she uh, she put it all out there on on. on yeah, I saw uh, PJ actually sent me this, and he's like, "Did you hear?" I was like, "He's I just the heard. last one who should be spreading gossip." <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he, but I was like, "Oh my god, I had no idea. I'm, I'm really oblivious to this because I just found that yeah. out today." But when I saw the picture of her, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she used to be at the Boston all the time." All the time. Oh. I didn't know she was 15 then. I thought she was at I least I knew she 18. was 15 then because I remember complaining that like she oh shouldn't be God. there at 15. I think it's inappropriate. Yeah. And I, because I know how bad it was just for me when I was in there at 20. I had to cry to DC Benny a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We, okay. We're going to put the clamp up, but I want to hear something inspirational from each and every one of you before we uh, starting with you, Maya. No, we got to go to Heather because she's quiet. No, why am I always the first one? <laughs> oh, you're always the quietest. That's why. You know what? Because I'm not a comedian. She that made my comedy movie. I'm not a comedian either, Heather. 
she made the comedy movie with me and and she's and she was the only one who had to watch all 500 hours of footage so she thinks none of us are funniest and she kind of hates them (laughs) (laughs) she needs therapy now okay mo it's our turn to give her therapy (laughs) all right so mike you're first all right mike you first you go first mike you oh man i was just i literally was just thinking how lucky i am that i'm not first (laughs) I was like, oh, I'll see what everybody else says, and I'll feed off that. Um, something, something inspirational. So we were saying. I feel no? like I'm about to make a list of these now. To, to, to I know. Every every time you do this, every time we do this, you always I know. have to remember. I got to ask this question. I know you're going to ask I, something inspirational. I can do it. You want me to go then? You just yeah, you go, Maya. Honestly, because no if I had something Maya. good, if I had something good, I would say. It. But now, now that I, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I promise. Okay. Next time. <laughs> okay, what's inspirational to me, <clears throat> and um, this whole idea, I, I, I don't like the idea of podcasts and talk, cutting people down and getting into a bunch of stuff, and so people have been pushing me to do that for a while, but it's just been to sign on and see like old friends like DC Benny and, and Masavia and Pam and my new, my new survival team, which is Heather's always been on the survival team, but Mike being part of, like I really just feel... Um, inspired because there's so much divisiveness in our business that I've really had people at every step of the way that have been like just true, amazing, uh, good people. And that to me is like inspiring me uh, to just want to keep doing what we do because we we take more hits than we get, you know, uh, Mm. blessings sometimes in this. So I just am really happy. That just brings me joy So and inspiration. Yeah, that's nice. Very nice. Thank you, Mike. I'll go next. Okay, thank you. I'm working very hard on forgiveness. (laughs) 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 I am working very hard on forgiveness. And I'm inspired because I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to go the extra mile because it's never that crowded when you go the extra mile. And I'm going to be forgiven. I forgive people. I forgive myself because if I don't, you're gonna whoop somebody. I'm gonna whoop somebody. I'm gonna go to jail. It's not even <laughs> so it's not for them. It's for me. It's right. the gift to me. It's my blessing, and I don't want to block my blessing by not being forgiven. Hmm. So I had to say that out loud so I could yeah. really believe Thank it. You. Yeah, you should have heard her this week. She was mad. She was heated. Brooklyn came out. You know what I mean? Brooklyn came out so hard. You don't understand. Brooklyn is still in there. I've been praying. That's how I went to sleep. I've been praying all day. She's a Jehovah's Witness, and she was almost going to get them to gang up on somebody. That's how deep this got. Wow. It got that deep. Yep. It got that deep. All right. And no one is worth it. I can't go I to jail. A- I can't do Corona. Yeah, it is kind of attached, isn't it? Okay, Heather. Oh, I thought it was Mike's turn. Heather, we gave you plenty of time. All right, fine. Let's see. I uh, no, you know what inspires me every time we do these uh, to be around artists and Pam. I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> I said, Pam. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, Pam's an artist too in her own, right? Um, the, to be around artists that are all in different 
um, places in in their life and in their art and coming back to it or still being strong in it or uh, just in various places. And I find it very inspiring um, that every time we have these things, these conversations, it's everybody's continuing to move forward and find their way forward and continue on their path or start a new path and come back to it. And so that's, that's my inspiration. Mm-hmm. All right, Mikey. All right, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> so I've been, cause I, I wasn't Mike. really listening to anybody. I was just going over like, I'm, gonna say. I'm up next. Like I'm on stage. I'm upstage. Don't talk to me. Hold on a sec. No, I'm kidding. Um, I would definitely, you know, what's funny. I went to the, we went, we felt we were filming some stuff today at the, I mean, it wasn't really a protest, right? I mean, it was a protest, but it was, no, it was a protest, it was an event. Day, right? It was an event. It felt very, so there was an event today that the Laugh Factory had and closed down sunset and it was very, uh, you know, it was very thoughtful. I, uh, it was very, you know, it was very communal. It was kind of cool to see everyone come together for such a great cause. So, I was really honored, especially with what's going on in the world now and how, you know, you look, turn on the news, it can be so, so shitty to see something so positive. And then honestly, I, I, I know it's been touched on, but doing this with you guys really is amazing. And um, it's great because I feel like there's a lot of like-minded people, you know, very often you do things and you're sort of like, they're just not everyone's on the same wavelength. And I feel like it's just a really nice group we have here. So that, that's, um, that really inspires me too. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, sir. Hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to say it, and then Benny's going to close this out. Oh. Um, I'm, I am blessed to uh, have this opportunity every week to do this. This is great. Thank you, Maya, for inspiring yeah. us to start this. But uh, I think uh, it's been cathartic. It's been funny. It's been... I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I like to hear your point of views, everybody's different point of views, but it, it's inspirational in a way that we're all kind of going in the same direction. And that's to evolve and change the world, change people, uh, spew our ideas and try to, uh, in, in trying to brighten people's day. I don't know, but I feel that way. I feel it's genuine. I feel like I'm blessed to actually be able to talk to you now, DC, after like 25 years. And then, I mean, like, seriously, like in my 20 something years, you know, like it's, it's, I'm lying about my age, but, but it's amazing. It's amazing to still have these, uh, be able to have these conversations and reflect. So I'm blessed in that way. And, uh, I, I, I thank you guys. You know? Yes. All right, DC, take us home, baby. I don't know if I can follow all that. Uh, first of all, it was wonderful seeing everybody, uh, all you, all you guys. It was, it was nice to have this connection. I feel very kind of isolated out here in the bubble from comedians and people uh, that I've shared this history with in this business, and I feel uh, uh, really grateful. I don't know what tomorrow brings in the comedy world, but I feel really grateful to have been able to make people laugh for a living. Uh, up until this time so uh, you know I feel like you know it does, it, that's all I got to say about it I'm just grateful that <laughs> I'm able to, you know and hopefully right, I'll continue sir. to be able to and that's it thank you sir
Have a wonderful night, all of you. It was great we seeing you. We love you, DC. We love Thank you. you for doing yeah, this. DC. Yeah, good to meet you. Your wonderful wife. I love your wife. I'll give her a shout. Take care. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye, brother. All, all right. right. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.